My name is Danielle Granich. I'm now the CEO and co-founder of Clear Stem Skincare, the first anti-aging and anti-acne skincare line that is also non-toxic. Hi, my name is Kaylee Christina. I am the co-founder and CGO of Clear Stem Skincare. And what we love about beauty is how integrated beauty is with wellness now. From New York City, you're listening to Beauty is Your Business, covering the intersection of innovation and business in the beauty industry. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Beauty is Your Business. Today, we're buzzing about the strategy between a brand-owned store and how it plays with this exploding D2C world. I'm Jessica Quick, and I am joined by my business partner and colleague, Denise. Denise, we've had tons of conversations, it feels like, this week especially, about retail space and the D2C strategy, working with our clients, but also just in general with what's happening in the industry between retail picking up, retail dying, D2C picking up, D2C dying. It feels like a very timely conversation around bricks and mortar stores. You're right. I am really interested in talking with these ladies because in this post-COVID world that we're living in, we see that consumer and her path or his path to purchase has been changing. And we are getting more into the brick and mortar visits for discovery, entertainment, information, and other things. So having these two ladies on the show today is going to be a wonderful exploration in talking about those. Welcome, Danielle. Welcome, Kaylee. It's so timely to have you. Thank you. Thank you so much. We're so happy to be here. When Denise and I were introduced to you, what we loved is you have a very robust background. Both of you have been bloggers, your book authors, public speakers, investors, entrepreneurs, really rich. And what we found really fascinating was the fact that you, in all of this, also started a clinic, which Danielle spoke a bit about, the San Diego Acne Clinic, and then the ClearStem product line. So walk us through, with all these other things that you do, walk us through what made you want to start a clinic and a product line. Amazing question. So I struggled with very aggressive, like grade four cystic acne. It hit me actually when I went to college. So from like 18 to like 28, it was a full decade of just insanely debilitating acne, face, chest, body, you name it. It Just runs in my family really bad on both sides. So I went through the entire gamut of every possible dermatologist solution several times over. I was on antibiotics for years, did spironolactone, like five different types of birth control. And then I literally did Accutane three separate times and my acne still came back. So I happen to have a biology background. I studied biology, immunology, and genetics throughout my education. And I I'm just a science lover. I come from a family of scientists. I read white paper for fun. I have a working knowledge of the body that is extremely robust, but none of it pertains to acne. So after I'm 28 and the last round of Accutane is giving me such severe side effects that we are worried about permanent vision loss. 
So I had to stop it a little bit early. And of course, just like the last times, my acne came right back. So I was fed up. I was like, I will figure this out myself. I'm just going to enroll in beauty school to get the information I need. I had no intention of making it a career. It was purely out of need. So I am in the tech consulting world and find myself in esthetician school at night to get licensed and just to get access to information. And while I'm there, I realized that treating acne was the medical profession I had always wanted but didn't know existed because I had been completely turned off to Western medicine because of my struggle and what I went through. So I was like, this is amazing. This is the medical profession I've always wanted, didn't know existed. I found a business model, worked it all out, and then started San Diego Acne Clinic, and it just blew up. And then about a year into my practice, I have a lot of ethnic clients, like a lot of ethnic clients, you know, Filipina skin, Indian skin, Latin skin, everything you can imagine, right? And darker skin tones scar very, very easily. They scar not only from acne, but also from the treatments that you would do to get rid of acne, like say a chemical peel, really strong things like that aren't indicated for skin that scars that easily. So I had to figure out a way to heal my clients' scars from a different perspective. So I happened to have a knack for formulation. I created this stem cell product in my head. I knew exactly how I wanted it to feel, what I wanted it to do, what other ingredients it needed. And I found a lab that would take me on even though I was so small. And at that time, Kaylee became a patient of mine and we hit it off. We were like sisters from a past life, same mission, same values, same everything. And while I was treating her skin, I was getting these lab samples back for the original stem cell serum. And Kaylee would give me all of her feedback and just she helped me realize the importance of non-toxic. So she helped with the formulation of that. And lo and behold, that product is amazing and it took off and Kaylee and I became co-founders of what is now Clear Stem. I can see where you're coming from. I believe it's something like 85% of the population that is in that youth age group between 12 and 24 actually has an acne problem. So it sounds like you're addressing a very wide audience and a big need. What's even crazier though, after 24, there's a whole new wave of people that are struggling with acne from 24 to in their 50s, especially now with the rise of like overprescription with birth control and different things. We have so many women that are having hormonal acne through their 50s. I believe it. On that vein of talking about the clinic, you started with the clinic and then you saw an opportunity for product. Look, let's face it, we all know there are a lot of product brands out there, a lot. And many of them are either acne, have an acne line in them, have some type of acne product available. So where did you see the gap that really needed to be filled? And why couldn't you find that being filled in a traditional skincare brand? So where we saw a huge gap, so obviously Danielle had her clinic and I was in the holistic nutrition space. So what's crazy about that is two completely separate industries, but both treating people with acne. Danielle obviously physically in her clinic helping people in the nutrition and dietitian and that whole space, you have a lot of people go into nutritionists to help with their acne as well. Cause they're like, okay, there's something internal going on. So you have these two industries that don't talk to each other all the knowledge that Danielle has as an acne specialist and then all the knowledge that people in the nutrition space has from what you're eating and the hormonal effects has on it. But what's lacking over there is the nuances in acne, like all the little things like over supplementation of vitamin D, eggs, being aware of your cortisol levels, things like that. And 
we realized that no one was bringing the two together in educating on what are actually the triggers of acne. And on top of that, on the product side, no one was making those two worlds speak either. You have the acne space that historically is just so disruptive to your skin. I mean, you go to the dermatologist and you either get prescribed an oral medication, Accutane, or those really, really harsh creams that just tear apart your face, make it peel and red and so sun sensitive. You could also try and go the really clean route and it's filled with a ton of pore clogging ingredients. So you have acne products that are destroying your skin and aging it. You have anti-aging products that are filled with a ton of pore clogging ingredients, breaking people out. So these two industries that also aren't talking within skincare and they're just canceling each other out. And so we realized no one is educating about the root cause of acne. So how do you help people even beyond products when there are other triggers that are causing it? And then two, there's the products all work against each other. There might even be acne products that have amazing actives for acne, but the filler agents are pore clogging ingredients. And so we realized that there was just a huge gap and it wasn't helping people. And we were like, we have this knowledge to truly help people solve their acne on the inside and on the outside with skincare products. So is that what then the San Diego Acne Clinic does? If I come in as a client there, I'm going to get both the nutrition and the physical treatment, if you will. Have you taken most of this D to C as well? So they are two completely separate entities. I still run San Diego Acne Clinic. I have three amazingly talented estheticians that work with me there. They are very different, but the clinic was really the springboard for how we do product testing, formulation, and really having such a wide range of skin types to make a line that would work for like pretty much everyone. So to answer your question, San Diego Acne Clinic is literally the inverse of a dermatologist appointment. Because generally, say you have a teenage daughter, she's breaking out, you go to a dermatologist, all they do is write prescriptions for birth control, antibiotics, and then some sort of topical cream, like a tretinoin, retin-A sort of thing, or topical antibiotic. All of these things are Band-Aid approaches and have major side effects and major long-term risks. During that appointment, they don't go over your products. They don't go over dietary things generally. They don't go over proper exfoliation. They don't go over any of the root causes. Frankly, most dermatologists don't know the root causes. All they're trying to do is match you with a prescription in the 10 minutes that they have to see you. So that's where their brain is going. So basically that's the playbook for treating acne in a dermatologist setting, but we are the inverse. So if you have an appointment at San Diego Acne, you bring photos of your ingredients to everything that you're using, even down to your hair conditioner. So your makeup, your skincare, hair conditioner. And then also we go over people's vitamins. We have people bring in the vitamins they're taking and any protein powders or protein products that they're taking because a lot of those like whey and soy and gluten, like a lot of toxic proteins also mess with acne. So we go over everything that you're consuming, both internally and externally that could possibly impact your skin. And we find out all of the root triggers and it is always internal and external. We literally spend the first 45 minutes just doing deep dive analysis evaluation, and then we do the custom treatment. And during extractions, I can literally see whether the issue is from an internal or external source because a pore clogging ingredient will clog the pore and it will oxidize and change color and turn into a wax versus our own oil and skin protein, which is really soft and kind of whitish. And then you can confirm what you found during the analysis. So it is quite the opposite of a dermatologist visit. You ladies are quite busy between having the clinic and the product line. 
would love to talk about the fact of how do you divide both your time, energy, investment between having multiple revenue streams? How do you balance all of that? So it's been a crazy learning curve for Danielle and I really building this company over the last five years. It's been so much growth. In the very beginning, it was Danielle and I doing absolutely everything. And little by little, because we've never fundraised before. So little by little, we would make more money, reinvest it, make more money, reinvest it. And when that happened, it was a slow growth, but it was such an intentional growth. And our first hire was customer service. Because at one point I was working a full-time corporate job. I was doing holistic nutrition, counseling on the side and growing ClearSTEM while Danielle was in the clinics literally seven days a week in the very beginning, every single day building clear stem in the evenings, in the early mornings. And so when it got to us hitting our complete bandwidth between the two, we're like, all right, we need to hire someone. So our very first hire was customer service. So that was helpful. And then growing some money, reinvesting it, growing some money, reinvesting it until we got to the point where we could hire a fulfillment center, which was incredible because in the very beginning, Danielle would come over my apartment. We'd literally hand fill every single bottle. So we like develop a product with a chemist. They'd send it to us in jugs. We'd hand fill it, hand seal it, have a little label maker plugged into my laptop and print out individual order. And so I love that we grew at the speed that we did because there's a lot of companies that do a big fundraising round. They just hire out, they grow and expand. And sometimes there's a huge crash and burn. Our slow growth and ability to grow and then continue to reinvest really helped us get to know our customer so well that when we started to have more capital to be in reinvest in advertising and different marketing tactics, we knew our customer backwards and forwards and we had built such a loyal following because it was Danielle and I answering the DMs, answering emails, really in touch with the consumer the whole time. It was such a fun period of time and we still are. We love being in touch with our consumer. I think it's really important for founders to have a face of the brand and to really be there and explain like, hey, we're here to help you. Like Danielle and I both run through dramatic acne experiences and a lot of our community has. And so it's very important to us that we stay empathetic with our customer, that we understand what they're going through so we can truly help them. In those early days then, were most of the clients or customers buying Clear Stem, were they coming from the clinic? So was it that or did you guys launch D2C and then got a fair amount of clients through D2C? So this was also the fun part too, because Danielle and I, again, we're in two separate industries. So Danielle had her brick and mortar clinic with a cult following. Like it's truly amazing the way she's grown it, like such loyal family to her clinic. And on my side, I was blogging. I was doing nutrition coaching. So I was in with like different influencer networks and brands and more in the social media space. And so it was both. We obviously sold ClearSTEM in Danielle's clinic, but we launched on both D2C, Shopify, and on Amazon. So Danielle had a clinic patient that was really good with Amazon. He put it on Amazon. It blew up. We launched the Shopify store as well, and we're really just promoting through social media and through Danielle's clinic. In the very beginning, it was word of mouth. I was working on going to different expos and events and, I mean, a lot of different influencer events where I would just get ClearSTEM in the hands of people. I would say, like, who would love this? who can help spread the word and knowing just those right avenues within the social media space of who to gift it to, what events to show up at. And it was all like free marketing in the beginning. It was just us like truly feet on the ground, all word of mouth, spreading the word of ClearSTEM. 
This is often what we hear from owner entrepreneurs and founders that in the beginning, they're doing it all. They're doing the fulfillment, they're doing the marketing, they're doing the advertising, they're doing the customer service. And then to your point, they start adding in people. I'm curious, now that you've traveled that path, what advice do you have for newer entrepreneurs that have reached that point of, I can't devote any more time to this. I am ready to hire employees. Truly think through where your time is best used. Our first hire was customer service because at one point we hit the bandwidth where I felt like my full-time job for ClearStone was customer service because that's what needed the attention, right? Customer retention is so important. You cannot drop that. And so responding to people, helping people, fulfilling orders was most important, but it turned into that's all I was doing. I was at my bandwidth with that. And so Danielle and I talked and we're like, all right, where are our brains best spent? So keeping in your zone of genius where you are really good at growing the company, like what is your expertise? And then all those areas that can be done by someone else, what is that first step that you can do to take some things off your plate so you can stay in your zone of genius growing the company? Because if we stayed like that, like the company wouldn't have grown much. So who can do those other positions? Who can come on board where you can stay in your zone of genius? Are you still spending time with clients on a nutrition base? Are you still blogging and in the social influencer space? Or have you really had to step away? How do you divide that time? I did choose to step away from that. Again, the one-on-one nutrition coaching, blogging, oh my gosh, writing articles sometimes can take like five hours between like photography and writing and editing and getting it ready for SEO and then all the marketing that goes around it, like sending out an email, doing all the social posts. And I realized as much as I enjoyed that, I started to not love both of those aspects as much anymore. I was loving growing ClearStem so much. And it felt like it was pulling me away from ClearStem. I just wasn't really enjoying it much anymore. So I felt really good about dropping that and then using all my knowledge in that space to then dump into ClearStem to grow ClearStem even more. I did hear a fun little story about a happy accident that happened with ClearStem and your pink label. Jessica and I talk about this all the time. And when we work with clients, sometimes we get that panic phone call of, oh my gosh, I just opened my order from my manufacturer and X, Y, and Z happened. It had a label that we didn't know was going to be on it, or it's got a cap that isn't right. What do we do? And you had that actually happen from what I understand and would love to hear the result of that. (laughs) This is so funny because it happened in the very beginning, but I just shared it on social media again. So I was kind of going down memory lane the other day. And I was like, oh my gosh, remember when this happened? One thing I think we did really well from the beginning with ClearSTEM that brands are just now starting to do and catch on to, mainly because videos like that are trending on TikTok is showing the behind the scenes of building. And we did that from the very beginning. We showed that we were filling bottles. I showed all the time when my label maker would break and literally be off the fritz going crazy. I'd be like, oh my God, look what's going on. My label maker would freaking out. So we would show everything on social media, which made everyone like, I think we didn't even really know what we were doing, but what it transpired into is we really built a community that felt so involved in our growth from the beginning. So we, in the very beginning, we had these blue cobalt bottles with kind of an iridescent white label on it. And I guess the way the iridescent was created at the label manufacturer was a like magenta 
reflective label with a white sheen printed on top. Like that's how the effect was created. So, so we used to have the bottle shipped to my house and the labels and we'd self-apply the labels and then fill it. And this was our very first order. We felt like this was so amazing at the time we were getting the bottle shipped to us with the labels on it. That was the greatest feeling. We weren't have to self-apply labels. And we had also placed our biggest purchase order ever. I think it was 2,500 bottles at the time. So this trucking company, delivery company calls me and they're like, hey, we have a pallet to deliver. I had no idea what a pallet was, truly no idea. I did not work in any sort of industry that used the word pallet before. And they were like, we have a pallet to deliver. I'm like, cool, here's my address. And they're like, you live in an apartment complex. I'm like, I know. They're like, we can't deliver a pallet to a second floor apartment complex. I'm like, why not? They're like, it's huge. <laughs> so I called up my friend who has a house and I'm like, hey, you have a garage. Can I have this pallet delivered? So the trucking company reroutes, brings it to her house. It actually delays it another day. And keep in mind, timing was so important right now because we were about to sell out on Amazon. And so I had to get these bottles, fill them, and literally same day, get them in the mail, ship them off to Amazon. Because when you sell out on Amazon, it's actually really not good. They crush all your keywords. You lose all your ranking. So really nervous. We're like, oh my gosh, we cannot sell out. I have to get these bottles. So it was already a little stressed. It had to be delayed by one day because of the reroute. Trucking company showing up. I get to my friend's house. He drops off the pallet. I'm like, this is great. I'm like showing on social media. I'm like, look, they arrived. <laughs> I open up the box and the labels are bright pink. And at the time, this truly felt like the most catastrophic thing to ever happen because I'm like, all of our imagery and product photography that we've taken is in the white. And again, we didn't have a lot of money to spend. And so having even the thought process of having to get new product photography. We're like, do we even have the money for that? 2,500 bottles. And I'm like, are these even sellable? Like at first I was like, no one's going to like these. They're bright pink. They don't look anything like the nice clean white bottles that we had before that were like cleaner and simplistic. And I literally started crying. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. It was like one of those like meltdowns where like, what do I do? Because can I return this? They can't print things fast enough. I'm not going to get this in time. We're going to sell it on Amazon. So I decided to share it on social media. And I'm like, oh my gosh, look what just happened. Like our labels are pink. Literally within five minutes, my DMs are blowing up and everyone's like, oh my gosh, I love the pink labels. Wait, these are so cool. There's people saying like, I haven't tried Clearstim yet. I've been seeing you posting it, but now that it's the pink labels, I'm going to buy. These are so awesome. People are like coming up with ideas we got a DM from this beautiful matcha cafe in San Diego called Holy Matcha. And it has this really pretty wellness retail section. And they're like, oh my gosh, this is Holy Matcha pink. We'll buy some. We'll carry it in our store. It ended up being the coolest thing. We did a limited edition of it and then relaunched it again for a breast cancer collaboration. It turned into the biggest blessing. And we brought the white ones back and people were like, where can I get a pink label? Like people wanted the pink ones. And when I posted on social media just a couple days ago, people were like, oh my God, I've still kept my pink bottle. Like that was my favorite one ever. Oh my gosh, I remember when that like accident happened. That was so funny. Like it was so cool. And I could have easily not shown any of that on social media because I could have felt embarrassed. I could have felt like this was such a mistake, a failure, and just like tried to figure it out. But because I shared it, we got a small retail deal. We had a nonprofit collaboration and people just so excited over it. So it's just so important to remember 
for anyone listening, growing a brand, like mistakes are going to happen all the time. And a lot of times when you're open with the things that happen, people can help and people have really good ideas when you're so have one track mind because you're upset over the situation. You can't sometimes think creatively, but other people see it differently. And amazing that we shared that. So have you kept some of those bottles? Because, well, we laugh, but Denise and I, in lots of occasions with brands we've worked on, have had this same situation where you have this one-off situation. And then next thing you know, people loyalists for the brands that love it, they're looking for it. And the thing that costs like $15 at the time it came out, suddenly people are swapping it for $400. And not obviously for you to sell, but just that element of having the history of it, the great lessons that you learned from it and opening it up to your community, being very vulnerable, and then accepting really great feedback, advice, obviously solutions. But yeah, just it's so fun to think if you, I hope you did keep a couple bottles just on a shelf. I did. I have a little box in my house that has every single rendition of bottles and labels that we've done and even ones that we never decided to launch, like the different versions. It's like my little keepsake box of memories of ClearSim and how far we've come. I also think it's then the idea of, oh no, how do you recreate the mistake? Because it was a mistake in the first place. <laughs> so then all of a sudden you have to think about, okay, but what was the PMS color of the mistake and how do we redo it right? again? I know. It's so funny. Essentially, they had never printed the white sheen on top. So it was like the background of the label. But again, I would have no idea what that is. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> This is what's so fascinating when you are a startup entrepreneur brand, you end up having to learn all of these things. Like you said, you didn't know what a palette was. You had no idea how this printing process works. Now you do. You'll never forget it. And a lot of the recommendations that we give to founders or to people in this industry is get your hands dirty. Go do it yourself. Go look at a printing press. Go actually fill bottles because what you'll learn from that is so important in the grand scale of your business. So absolutely love that for the last five years, you guys have been really involved in this business. And I know we're starting to run out of time, but as you look to expand, are you looking at expansion from a product? Like really that's the big opportunity or do you see some opportunity too with the San Diego Acne Clinic and keeping this idea of D2C and a brick and mortar linked together? So... I definitely want to keep San Diego Acne Clinic. I absolutely love it. We heal people. We are the best at what we do. People love coming here. Like we, we have a network of other healers and blood work specialists and gut health specialists. And just like we're able to service people in a way, not only here, but what we do, but we help people pinpoint things that are going on inside their body that their doctors are missing. So I love doing that. I never want to stop. I feel like it's part of my heart's mission and I'm going to keep the clinic. I can't see not having it. You know what I mean? I can't imagine a day where I'm not physically touching and treating people because I am heavily an empath and I love the physical touch and, and caring for people in that way. It really lights up my soul. So going to keep that. As far as expansion for ClearStem, I mean, we went from that one skew, that one hero skew. Now we're up to 14. We're launching a hair care pretty soon that's acne safe. We just uh, relaunched our acne vitamin is a rival to Accutane and antibiotics and spironolactone, and it's non-toxic. So that just going into supplements alone with, especially with something that's that effective and it starts working in a week, like that's the thing that's going to change our company. We want to get that in as many hands as possible. 
And then as far as distribution, uh, we are working with potential international contacts. Going to grow when we start working with you ladies like that too. And then also our wholesale division has really taken off. So a lot of estheticians come to us because they need this type of, of knowledge and resources for their clients. Expansion looks pretty multifaceted for us. There's there's really no limit and the sky's the limit. As far as growth and SKUs, we definitely want to make more tailored supplements for the acne community. Like a lot of beauty supplements contain a ton of biotin, right? So people who have acne can't really take biotin. It makes it worse. So we want to make you know, a supplement that is what we would want, something for our hair, our skin, and our nails, and our collagen, but it's not going to break us out. So that we have opportunities in that realm. And then acne-safe hair care, like there's just literally so many things we can do that our customers would want. So expansion looks like really tailored, awesome products that meet our exact customers' needs. And then also just expanding distribution. I mean, we'd love to even get on like derm store and like, you know, other dermatologist type outlets too, because a lot of derms out there do want natural solutions because their patients are asking for it. Going off what Danielle said too, this has been such an expansion for us in the clinic space and esthetician space. We also host master classes with them as well. And we've developed an entire Ditch Your Acne protocol that combines every single thing that people would learn in Danielle's clinic. Plus like working with a naturopath, a gut specialist, hormone specialist, and nutritionist all in this one course that's audio and you can listen to. So it walks through all the root causes of acne from nutrition, digestion, gut health, pore clogging ingredients. And so we give it to all of our wholesale clients so they can get all that internal education. So when they have clients that come in, they're not just treating the outside. They're asking about what supplements they're taking, what they're eating, so they can help their clients truly get clear from the inside and the outside. And so we believe in supporting all of our wholesale clients in that way to just continue to spread the education of the actual root causes of acne. So I like that path that you're talking about of education, because I do think that that is always the next barrier that people have to overcome is, okay, I've got a studio, I've got a physical brick and mortar location, I've now got a product line, but how do you scale that? Because as Danielle said, and Kaylee, as you've said, look, we can only treat so many customers at a time in our clinic. And you go through that diagnostic piece very well with them taking pictures of their ingredients and so forth. So how do you plan to scale the education part of this? So if people are in a different part of the country or they are in a different part of the world, how can they get access to that education? Is that still in the works or do you have it already? Talk to me about education. So education is our first and core product. It always will be. It's our first offering. So we do a ton of education. We partnered with a nutritious and hormone specialist knows her shit. Pardon my French. We partnered with her and then with Kaylee's deep nutritional background and my clinical experience, we did As Kelly mentioned, our Ditch Your Acne Protocol, which is an audio style. It's like a podcast style, but it comes with PDFs. And we go module by module of internal causes, vitamins and the dosages that could be causing it, foods that could be causing it and how to tell and how to do elimination diets properly for acne. Every single thing that I go over in the clinic, we spent like two days recording and condensing that into our Ditch Your Acne protocol. So that's available for people. And then we also go on podcasts. That's how we scale the education piece. And then we also do some master classes 
That is huge. Like Denise said, education and really being able to build that connection with people in order to continue to build both your clinic and your brand makes absolute sense. Really have appreciated the conversation today and your insights and your learnings. I think you've left us with some really interesting pieces of information and and even best practices. If people that are listening today want to get a hold of you, how can they reach either one of you or how do they even reach the acne clinic? Absolutely. So you can, of course, always head to our website, clearstemskincare.com, and then across all social channels, clearstemskincare. On Instagram, mine is kaylee.christina, and Danielle's is Danielle the Acne Guru. If you would like to reach us, you can reach out to hello at clearstemskincare.com. Depending if it's a little more for Danielle and I, it will get filtered to appropriate one of us. Well, you're in my hometown of La Jolla, so I get the opportunity just to pop in just about any time I want to to see you ladies. So I feel very fortunate to have you and to have you on the show. So thank you so much for coming. And if you want to keep buzzing with us, head on over to buzzbeauty.com for more information. This has been Beauty Is Your Business, produced by Mouth Media Network, copyright 2021. Keep in touch on Instagram and Facebook at Mouth Media Network and find prior episodes at beautyisyourbusiness.com and wherever the best podcasts are found. Your brand message can be on this show. Email us to find out more at podcast at mouthmedianetwork.com. Thank you for listening.